This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, episode 94. This is the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha, the show for internet entrepreneurs who want to learn how uncertainty and struggle turn into confidence and success. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Baller Circle. I'm Michael Pasha, the host of the Internet Ballers Podcast, and today I'm excited to welcome Molly Mahoney to the Baller Circle. Known across the net as the prepared performer, Molly is a master at showing entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners how to show up visibly and increase their online presence by helping them leverage all the newest and most powerful Facebook has to offer. From attracting customers to Facebook, their Facebook business pages, understanding how to run highly converting Facebook ads, hosting Facebook live broadcasts that provide value and build deeper relationships, creating Facebook messenger bots and attracting more clients. Uh, Molly is an expert at doing all these things online and she helps her clients do these things as well. And so I was happy to bring her on the show to talk about this because I know it's something really important and something that a lot of people are trying to figure out. Uh, and Molly, and I met in person at a conference uh, months ago, and we had a good conversation about Facebook Messenger bots, which I was not very familiar with, uh, and also about Facebook Live. And Molly has been um, it, it learning and and you know showing up in a, an amazing way with her Facebook Lives and with Facebook Messenger bots. I'm happy to have someone who can talk intelligently about those sort of things on the show and uh, inform the audience as well as inform me. So uh, Molly, how are you doing today? Hey, I am so good. I just want to listen to you talk the whole time. Can we do that? Because your voice is so amazing. <laughs> but see, that wouldn't be as fun. That wouldn't be as fun. It but wouldn't I, be. I say, it'd be fun for me. <laughs> but yeah, I'm so excited to talk intelligently about bots, too. Thanks for that, yo. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Was, yeah. Uh, so I wanted to know before we get before we get started and jumping into like the business stuff and like all that, I want, I'm, I mean, I'm always curious about people's backgrounds and what kind of led them to uh, be an entrepreneur in the first place. So can you give us a quick, you know, kind of rundown of like where you grew up, what life was like, and if there was kind of anything in there that like led you to where you are now? Yeah. So if you go back to the very beginning of time when I was born in my life, my dad has his own business. And so I watched my dad and my mom. Um, really, my dad was 18, didn't have a college degree, and he bought this tree trimming company <laughs> and nice. um, turned it into, they now do, they now trim trees for, over 200 cities. They're in three states. He has over 800 employees. And so I didn't really realize it until this year what an inspiration that was my whole life watching them create this amazing business. So that really was like the very seed of it. Oh, no, no pun intended with the trees, but that was something that I think inspired me my whole life. And then I ended up having a full amazing career as a performer, um, which is a way of having your own business as well. But I was a musical theater performer. I have a jazz band with my husband. We met doing a show. I lived in New York and did the national tour of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and performed in Las Vegas. And the struggle of what it is to have a career as a performer really led me to treat that career as an actual business and get some business savvy and skills in that world. And then I was able to take that and transfer it into a whole nother business, which was what I do now. And so helping business owners to be able to perform on camera and then also using everything that I've learned, um, you know, while building this career and then building a vocal coaching business and now having this crazy I mean, our business has turned, changed so much this year um, with the with the dawn of bots that everything is like 
what's going on? <laughs> so it's been really fun. Right, right. Cool. And it sounds fun. It sounds like a great adventure. And I, I love that, you know, the inspiration that uh, that your dad had on you. And I think that's so powerful because for me, I mean, that's one of the things I think about now. I have a, you know, my son is, he'll be one years old uh, soon. And, you know, I think about that for him, like, you know, if I start a, a good business and, and I'm a good example to him, he'll be able to see how all these things work and it won't be such a mystery. Cause I think that's one of the big things that stops so many people from being entrepreneurs is, is just the, the big mystery behind it. Like how do I even get started and, and having that, that great example such, there helps so much. Yeah. And that's such a good point. And I've been so specific with, with my kids also, especially my older one who understands it a little bit more. But I remember one night at bedtime, he said, mama, who's your boss? <laughs> and I was like, I don't have a boss. I'm the boss. And he was like, what? <laughs> That's awesome. It's interesting to me. He asks really specific questions about working, um, which is cool. He's six, but it's fun to have those conversations with him also and let him know that anything is possible. Right, right. Yeah. And and, and being that great example, uh, I'm sure he'll learn so much from you and, and you know, be able to, yeah. you know, follow whatever path, uh, whatever path he chooses, but know that entrepreneurship mm -hmm. is definitely available because you see, he's like, hey, my mom did it. So, hey, I can do it too. Yeah. It's, you know, someone, someone who's real and not like, you know, someone I only see in a magazine that I, I don't have, you know, access to. Uh, so right. That's cool. Uh, so I'm curious with this. So, you know, you've, you've picked up so many talents when it comes to Facebook, uh, and, uh, have just kind of built upon those things again and again and again. Uh, how did you learn all this stuff? Like what, what was your process of kind of, uh, you know, understanding how to really build a Facebook audience, do Facebook lives, all these sort of things. What, what was the, I guess the, how do you learn? What was your process? What do you yeah. do? Yeah. So it was really just sheer desperation, I think at one point, but you know, I started the, the first idea I've had of having an online business was 100% Pat Flynn. So I always credit him with giving me that little nugget of like, Oh, this could, this could actually work. Um, so I, I took loads of online courses and studied with coaches and all of this, but nothing really changed until I did this huge launch for a program that I had that was called prepared performer profits and at the time, I had maybe 700 Facebook likes or something. And I, you know, I'd been building it for several years. And the launch completely failed, like panic attack hiding under my desk. I had 15 sales for the pilot and then zero sales for the full thing. And so no matter what lessons I had learned from other coaches and all of that, the only, <laughs> the only lesson I had to turn to in that moment was, like, are you doing this or are you not? Hmm. And so, I, yeah, that that's, that's crazy. And I, and I actually like that so much because I love when people have these, you know, they go out there, take all these courses, try something out and it doesn't work. Uh, because I, the, the fascinating thing for me is like, how do you turn that around? What were the lessons learned that led you yeah. from that? You know, cause I, I guess for me, like the truck, the struggle that I have is when I talk to someone and they're like, yeah, I went out there and I tried to start a business and I hit a home run the first time out. And I'm like, well, I can't learn anything from that. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> So, so, totally. so tell me the journey. Tell me the journey. How did yeah, you go so from that? In that, that moment, to... I mean, I, and thank goodness I had taken all of the courses that I had and I had coaches available to me because I reached out to probably four or five different people and I had, you know, 911 calls with all of them. And <laughs> there was one call where we said, okay, so let's look at what is working. And one thing that had been working really well, you know, if you stop and look at the data and you look at the numbers because they're real. And the one thing that had been working really well was Facebook Live. And I had had people 
the whole time I had this business, they, they would say like, oh, you're so great on camera. But that never occurred to me as something that I would actually teach. I don't know why it never occurred, but it was like, oh, thanks. That's what I do. I'm a performer, whatever, you know. <laughs> um, so Facebook Live had been around for maybe two months at that point, And I had not really done much on Periscope or with other live streaming tools. And um, I just jumped as hard as I could into Facebook Live and failed as quickly as I could and figured out as much as I could on my own. And um, when I realized people were really paying attention, I was like, hey, there's something to this. So I put together a spreadsheet of 30 steps to building your business with Facebook Live. And the thing that was so great about Facebook Live is that it gave us a chance to have these one-on-one -on -one connections and on a mass scale, as opposed to crafting, you know, an email that you're going to send out and everybody can read it. Like this, they're actually able to show up and interact with you live. And with my pilot, I did more of like guerrilla marketing. So I was really reaching out to a lot of people individually. And then when I did my launch, I stopped all of that because I thought I needed to just like scale up really quickly. So there were two huge things that needed to shift. One was this Facebook Live thing gave me the ability to have those real connections. And at the time, all of my marketing messaging was for the starving artist. I had a six-week series for the star curing the starving artist syndrome. And I had so many people tell me it was a bad idea to be able to get people into the course because if you're calling someone a starving artist, they're not going to pay you anything, hmm. which duh, but I was like com so committed to this audience. And I think if I had called them something else, it might've been a different story. But what I, what I did is I shifted all of it. And instead of teaching business owners how, or performers how to run a business, I started teaching business owners how to perform and making that little tweak changed all of it. So at that moment, I reached out to everyone that I knew and said, hey, I'm launching this new course. It's $47. It's not created yet. Um, if you want access to it, you know, this is the only time you're ever going to get it for $47 in the founding member rate. And we did $3,000 in sales that first month, which I was stoked about. <laughs> um, and then the next month we did it again, we raised the price. The next month we did it again, we raised the price. And I just delivered the course live into a Facebook group. So I literally had nothing created besides a spreadsheet. And by the end of three months, we had done $50,000 in sales. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And I love so that. Cool. I love that sort of, yeah. you know, those, those small tweaks, you know, the small realization of like, yeah. okay, I'm going after the wrong audience. Like the starving artist clearly don't, they don't have any money if they're starving artists, so they can't pay me for anything. So let me right. find some people who And can. I want to be clear, like not, someone got really offended when I said this once when I was speaking in person. I still have loads of artists in my community, but they have a different mentality about it and they're not identifying as starving artists. Right. So that it's like that those two words Right. Like just removing the word starving would have changed everything. But I, you have to be so, so careful and so clear in those little, you know, nuances. Yeah. No, that, and that, and that makes so much sense. Like, because yeah, anyone who's going out there who, who is an artist, but they're not starving will look at that and be like, well, that doesn't apply to me. So I'm not going to join that thing because I'm an artist right. and I'm very successful, but I'm not starving. So this must be for yeah. someone else. Um, yeah. But that's cool that you, you know, you found your audience we're able to basically send them the, the exact same material and just turn everything around. That's, that's, that's so awesome. And everything that I had learned, like all of the, the courses I had taken and all of these things were so applicable. It was like amazing that I could just put it all in. And now it's, I mean, it's so good. It's so cool. Nice, <laughs> I love it. Nice. It's awesome. So yeah. 
And, yeah, and, I, and to me, the, the big takeaway there is just like, don't give up. You know, it's like you, you can try one audience just because you bomb does not mean it's time to quit. You know, you, and yes. you may try you may have to try like 10 different audiences. So you find the one that actually works for you and the same messaging may be there and you just you make some tweaks and, and it works. So I'm curious with, you know, you're, you're having so much success with this Facebook Live. What makes a good Facebook Live? So many people are trying to do Facebook Lives and they have different formulas and some people are successful. I think most people are not um, what what is it that that makes a, a compelling Facebook Live versus something yeah. else just out there and no one wants to, no one cares about? So I have a little system that I can spell out for you, and the first step in it is to make sure that you take everything that you offer in your business, so products, services, whether you're a nonprofit, you have events, you're running a podcast, blah blah blah. Take all those things and put them as far away from you as possible. And now you're here with you, this human being, which is like, uh-oh, what do I do now? <laughs> and so you want to identify the things that make you a uniquely awesome human and celebrate them as loudly as possible. So like I have my clients write down a list of 20 things. We have this like acronym that we go through so they can really get those juicy things. And we call this the quesadilla of awesome <laughs> because everyone has something that makes them uniquely awesome, even if it's just that you make an amazing quesadilla. And so we, that's like the first piece. And then from there, you have to get really clear about who you're speaking to. So not your ideal client avatar or target market, but the actual human being. Like pick a person that you know you want to work with, you know who could afford to work with you, and you know um, needs so the solution that you're providing and craft your content for them. So make a huge list of all the problems that they're experiencing when you're on camera you're really speaking right to the problem. You're looking at them straight in the eye and you're letting them know that you understand them and that you're there to help them. Nice, nice. I, yeah. and I like the way you broke that down because it's, it's so systematic and it makes so much sense how to, one, get it out of yourself. Like, what are you going to talk about? Get rid of all the business stuff, you know, be a person, uh, connect with people, you know, in that way. And then two, like finding someone who like, you know, they have a problem, but then they also have some money to pay you, right? It's, it's, I mean, you, you, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, I, I think experienced it's, that one fully. So yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, this yeah. is part of it. Like you have to target people that actually have the ability to pay you. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to make uh, make any money doing it. Um, yeah. So so what about like what, what about the other elements of it? Um, you know, frequency, like is there a certain sweet spot for, for how often to do things, how yeah. long Facebook lives need to be? Yeah. And so like and I also want to uh, depending on when people are listening to this, um, you know, there's all, I mean, if people listen to this a year from now, it'll probably be the same exact situation, which I think is hilarious. But at this moment in time, there is the Facebook apocalypse is going on and everyone is chicken little running around thinking the sky is falling because Facebook made a change in the news, uh, newsfeed algorithm recently. So I just want to clarify also that everything that was in this big letter that, that Zuckerberg put out recently honestly is like exactly my passion and the things that we all should be doing. Like you mentioned earlier about really connecting um, with, you know, our clients and social media. And that's what this whole point is, is that we're making more human connections. So I, with all of that in mind, with the algorithm changes and everything, I think this is like even more important than, it, than before. And we have a three-step system that I do inside my program that combines your business page, your personal page, and then a group or more stuff on your personal page. But without being able to go into that, because I could talk about that for like three hours, but the main piece is a weekly, what I call a value-based video on your business page. So you show up once a week, you provide massive value, you have a really strong killer 
um, call to action or lead magnet so that you're building a, a community within ManyChat or sorry, that doesn't make sense, a community within Messenger or your email list and um, you're guiding your audience down this path. So they show up, they know they can trust you. Once a week, you're there solving problems and um, you just have to do it consistently and do it, <laughs> right? Yeah, so the, for the length on personal pages, I usually suggest that you go for about 15 minutes, which I know seems like torture to some people. And you want to remember that on your personal page, the goal is really like you can't do a retargeting ad. You can't, you know, the goal is like to be there to have conversations, to have engagement and to, to really connect with people. And um, so that's why I say to go longer on your personal page because it gives more people the opportunity to join in. Mm, okay. And on your business page, you can do like just five minutes to sometimes mine are over an hour. Um but with your business page, it doesn't actually matter if people show up at first, as long as you repurpose the content and you can embed it on a website, you can do Facebook ads with it. As long as you are pretending that people are there when you're delivering, then they'll feel like they're having the conversation with you afterwards. Okay. I like that. So, so what sort of preparation yeah. do you do or, or do you do any preparation before you go live? Is there, do you have a script? Do oh you have gosh. like some, some notes or something like that? And how do you yeah. plan this out? Especially if you're doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty regularly. And actually now I have this like, seriously, if I do say so myself, I have a seriously awesome system for it that it makes it so easy because people get freaked out about doing Facebook lives thinking that it's going to take so much time. But if you can be, as I like to say, a prepared performer, it makes it so easy. So I use the same set usually for my videos. I have a big, awesome ring light. I actually use a, a music stand for my computer and I have a mic stand and it's not crazy complicated. I am, I teach like the simplest tech method ever because I think it's more important for you to show up and do it and tech can become an excuse. So super easy. Um, it, I can jump into this set and be ready to go within like two minutes, which is awesome. Um, and then I love to use BeLive TV. Do you know that tool? No, no. Yeah. So it's BeLive.TV is their website. And it's a third-party tool that allows you to broadcast live on Facebook through your desktop. Mm, and they give okay. so many tools that allow you to be really prepared. So you can pre-schedule the Facebook Live with them, which is awesome. Um and that creates that little auto-generated post that you'll see on Facebook with the picture and the time. And it says, get reminder. Have you seen that before? I have. Yeah. Yeah. So you can use be live to do something like that. And then there's also an ability to pre-schedule inside the be live platform. You can pre-schedule an agenda and the agenda is like a lifesaver because all of the things that I would forget to say usually, like share this broadcast, you can type in there ahead of time and then you click a button and it brings it up on the screen. Okay. So I always have, I have like a little outline that I use in my course. I teach to do it with post-it notes if you're not using BeLive. But, um, and I have this like blueprint that I give them of the, the specific order in which you want to go on your videos so that you're really grabbing people, getting their attention and getting opt-ins from the very beginning. So we always deliver the call to action as one of the first things that you do on a video, which seems crazy to some people, but on Facebook, not everyone has the time to watch the whole thing. So we always give the call to action at the top. Mm, I like that. That's smart. Yeah. 
So with all this stuff, so with the Facebook Live, I know, I know you mentioned, I can't remember if maybe you already said this and I didn't hear it. You said mm-hmm. uh, going live on your business page once a week. Did you already mention how to, how often to go live on your personal page? Yeah, so that's like part of a whole other structure thing that we okay. do. So it's, um, yeah, it's a little bit different depending on whether or not you have groups or you have a personal page. I go live at least twice a week on my personal page um, at different times for different reasons. Some of them are sneaky, like... Um, yeah. So one of the way, one of the things is just, I call them adventure videos and it's like seizing the moment when you notice that something crazy is happening and your audience would either benefit from seeing it or be entertained by seeing it go live. (laughs) It's like a sunset, um, an amazing, you know, view. Um, one time I had a giant lizard come into my hotel room and my sister was freaking out. So I went live and honestly, I think it gave me more courage in that moment because it was a giant iguana type lizard. We were in Palm Springs and she was screaming, standing on a chair and I was holding the phone, doing a basic live video and scooping the lizard with an ice bucket. (laughs) Nice. Um, Finally, I got the sense to give her the phone, but, um, but it was awesome. And people will come up and talk to me about the, that lizard in my hotel room. And it's an amazing conversation starter. So it doesn't always have to be this crafted professional thing. Right, right. Nice. I like that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> so, so let's talk a little bit about messenger bots. Um, yeah. Because I know that you're you're using them heavily. You you've, have a great system for using them. And um, so what are the, I guess, the, the best uses for messenger bots? And how did you get into it in the first place? Yeah. So for people who don't know what messenger bots are, it's a way to automate your Facebook messenger on your business page. So you cannot automate the messenger on your personal page. It's just on your business page. Um, There are ways to be able to use it on your personal page and also in groups, but it's a little, you have to be a little more ninja to do that. And we use a tool called, I call it Manny chat sometimes because people think I say mini chat, but it is M-A-N-Y-C-H-A-T. And there's a couple tools you can use, but that's our favorite. And um, it's the real reason for it is that email open rates stink, right? Email open rates are like 20%. Messenger open rates are around 80% right now. And it's fun and engaging. So it gives your audience an ability to really connect with you. And to have these little conversations because you can pre-schedule a series of if this, then that situations and they can click through and get all kinds of awesome support and help and adventure stuff from your bot. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. So, yeah. so, so cool. what sort of things are you using your bots for? So um, I have a pop-up on my website that people can can click to opt into my live video masterclass. It opts them in straight through the bot. And then once they get into the messenger bot, it sends them the email um, or the landing page to really register. So we use both email and messenger opt-ins like in a, in conjunction I have on all of my videos, there's a thing called a comment, Facebook comment growth tool. And that is a way when you're doing a live video, you tell someone to comment below with a specific word and it messages them automatically um, with the, with the, whatever free gift they wanted. So you say like comment below if you'd like access to my masterclass, comment below with the word masterclass and you're going to learn blah, 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 blah. Ooh, go check your message because I sent you a message with more information and then they go check the message and already 
there's a message from you with how to get the, the information. Right. Okay. That's cool. crazy. So are you, are you using follow up has been awesome for that. So we've created lots of like, you know, fun, um, interactive. We use them to announce our lives every week. We, there's all kinds of crazy things that we do to keep that conversation going so that we stay top of mind. Nice. Nice. So are you, are you using messenger bots, uh, as well as email marketing or have you ditched the whole email marketing thing and just focus you on messenger bots? We are using both, which sometimes I have to really convince myself to send an email, but I know it's beneficial. And I know that um, we don't own Facebook and my whole Facebook page could be taken away from me at any moment without any rhyme or reason. So it's super, oh my gosh, you know what I just realized? You know how I mentioned the zombie apocalypse, the Facebook zombie apocalypse earlier? Yeah. I actually, when I deliver my masterclass, there's always a slide. I cannot believe I didn't think about this earlier this week. There's always this slide of people who are, it's like the walking dead with Facebook behind it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I say it would be like if our accounts disappeared, but I think people act like that all the time actually. (laughs) So it's like really important that we're taking them to a next level, either a phone number, an email off of Facebook. Okay. So do you use messenger bots uh, to take people, like to get people to opt into your email list as well? Yes. And there's really cool ways that you can do it with zaps. Like, is it Zapier or Zapier? I don't know. I've heard both. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. So you can create this. um, It's so awesome. So you can say, hey, I see that you wanted this. I see you wanted to hear about the amazing Internet Ballers podcast. So reply to this message with your email address and we'll send you, I don't know, do you have a free gift? Um, not right now. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I'm going to make up a free gift for you. Cause I know we talked about this last year. So I'm going to send you your 10 step guide to getting sponsorships on your podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay. And so then you're going to say, all you have to do is just reply to this message with your email and we'll send it to you right away. They, re- they don't have to leave Facebook. They re- type their email into the email message right there. And automatically, they get added to your email list because you've set it up with Zapier. Okay. Okay. Nice. It's cool. so cool. Yeah. I yeah. like that. So I know you're, uh, you're also using, uh, effectively, uh, Facebook ads. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's like everyone's using Facebook ads. I feel like it's like Facebook ads are, you know, I see so many of them that, like, it's hard for me to even, like, not just immediately see, like, sponsored and just, like, not even pay attention to it because it says sponsored. How do you get yeah. How do you get through all the noise and, and like, get your ad seen? Uh, you know what? I did one recently that was, like, a funny face that was, like, yes, this is an ad. I'm following you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the more that you can, you know, admit like this is really important to realize that our audiences are more savvy than ever right now. So like the automated webinars and all of that, unless you're saying, Hey, this is an automated webinar because I know you don't want to wait for me to do my webinar again next week. You know, if we're trying to pretend that things are automated, that is like not going to work anymore. Right. So um, that's one piece. The other thing is we do Facebook ads with, video, live videos, so that we're really just sending a one-on-one conversation into the hands of everyone we want to be seen by. Hmm. Okay. And and as long as the content is actually solving their problem, right? And it's focused, that's the focus, people will will engage and want to learn more. Okay. Are are you running ads to cold traffic as well as warm or just focus on your warm audience? 
we are. We've done some crazy things, which at this point, so we we went like a little hardcore with up up leveling our Facebook ads a couple months ago, and I will admit that when we did ads to cold traffic to a webinar, they the the actual conversion the, the amount that we were paying for each conversion was not super high and our sales went down. Hmm. So because it was they were so cold, right? So now we've started doing more ads to and that was just like an image. They they, they weren't getting a lot of con, of content during that that period. So what we've started doing now is really bringing people in first through just like a free offer of some sort of checklist or something. And then we consistently re-offer our, our webinar to our audience once they've already been on the videos with me and had conversations with me. Okay. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Okay. So another thing I want to talk about, and I know this is something you help your clients with, uh, is mindset, right? Helping yeah. people get the right mindset to be able to reach their goals. What, what are some of the things that you've realized or things that you use to help your clients get into the right mindset? And get out of a, I guess, you know, either starving artist mindset or I can't do this mindset or whatever it may be that's holding them back. Yeah. So I, there's two things that I would say. One is, and you know, we, so we met at the amazing Adam Urbanski's conference last year and Adam has been such an awesome coach for me this year. And he, when I told him this, he was like, I knew you had a secret trick. And I didn't <laughs> even realize this was like such a big deal, but um, you know, people will talk about knowing your why. And sometimes I think that that idea gets a little watered down. It's like, oh, you have to know your why. Blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I actually have a three-part why, and it is this. So, and I find that when you're like, I don't know if I can continue doing this anymore. If you have a three-part why, at least one of these things is going to help kick your butt back into gear. So, <laughs> nice. Um, it is a, a personal why. So like, what are the things that you want to really make sure happen in your actual life? So it could be with your family, with, you know, I have one client who's really looking to, um, like she's been single and successful for a long time. So her why at this point, she's going to balance things out, making sure that she's saving enough time to be able to meet the person that she will eventually spend the rest of her life with rather than just working all the time. Um, like for, for me, it's about having an adventure uh, a family adventure at all times. So if, if what I'm doing is not going towards that, I'm going to adjust some things. Um, and then a financial why. So something really specific that you are working for financially um, so that you know like tangibly how much it would cost for this thing and you're working towards this thing <laughs> financially. And then whether it's paying off debt or it's buying an apartment in New York, whatever it is, it's like a tangible real thing. And then the third one is a global why. So what is it, what cause is it in this world that you are so fiercely committed to that no matter what, you're going to get up and keep going? Because it's not a walk in the park, this whole thing. <laughs> you know, there are days where you're going to be like, seriously? Um, and so for me, I have like a very visceral reaction to the, the power of positivity and kindness and joy. And so as fiercely as I can spread joy and kindness to combat the psychoness going on in our world, <laughs> I am like wholeheartedly committed to that. So having those three things that I can turn to, um, I, there's nowhere I can go. I'm like trapped by my, by my commitments to myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and well, then really there's just one word, which do you know what that word is? 
I don't. <laughs> it is to decide. Ah, okay. Got it. And well, that's not about like recommitting. It's like if you've decided, you've decided. So it's happening. Right. And you just keep doing it. So at, at what at what point um yeah, I, this is the I think this is like the the, the struggle, right? At what point mm-hmm. do you know it's time to pivot? Like I've I've spent enough time like for example, like you were you were focused on the starving artist. At what point is it like this is this is the wrong thing. I need to I need to change directions. And and what's the difference between like I just I guess giving up so to speak right when you should just keep persevering and moving forward and knowing like it's there's probably a better opportunity somewhere else how do you distinguish between the two yeah man i don't know with that starving artist thing i was so flipping committed (laughs) i did not let that go um i mean there's so many ways to validate things right and if you if you I'm trying to think of what, you know, it's going to be different for everybody, but I think it's never about giving up. It's just about sometimes do you see glimmers of hope and, 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 and results happening in a certain way in this direction, or is it time where like, this is where it really becomes important to track the data and stop and review because if we're just going, 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 and we never set time to like look at what worked and what didn't work, sometimes people will come and be like, oh my gosh, nothing is working for me. And then I'll ask them like, okay, so you know, how many calls have you booked this week? Or how many leads did you have after you went to that event? And they're like, I had 20 leads. And I'm like, okay, so how many calls did you book out of that? One. <laughs> what did you do with the other ones? I'm like nothing. I haven't reached out to them yet. So I'm like, get off the dang phone and go call those people. <laughs> right, right. You know, so when you look at that, those numbers, it grounds us and it gets us out of our own freak out. Right, right. No, okay, did that I answer like your question? No, I don't it know if it does. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess one other thing, is you know when it when it comes to mindset and having the right mindset when you were mentioning those three parts i get mm-hmm. the financial piece i get the family piece but that other like world view kind of global piece i can see people having struggle uh, struggles coming up with something that they can tie back into their business um yeah so so how do you do that how do you you know because I, I have a lot of a lot of things that I can think of that are like globally, I'd want this, but I'm like, that doesn't relate to my business at all. So I don't know how to tie it back. Um, yeah. How do you come up with that other piece that, that can actually tie back to the business? That's such a good question. So for me, um, you know, I had this, I was standing in my kitchen and it was when the uh, San Bernardino shootings had happened. And I had really little kid, kids at that point. I mean, they're little now, but they were super young at that point. And I remember thinking like, this is so messed up and there is nothing I can do. Mm. And I, I think that we're lucky when we have a moment like this, you know, cause it was such a visceral thing. And I remember thinking like, wait a minute, there is something that you can do. And the more that you can't, that talking to myself, the more that I can help people, to really be themselves and who they are, the more that will combat this violence that's out there. And so it was in that moment that I made that choice. And my business has changed. Like, this is a really good question to ask yourself, actually. So at that point, I was teaching voice lessons. And I say this all the time, because people will say like, Molly, what if Facebook disappears? You know, what, 
what are, what are you going to do? Like you need, if your business is reliant on like for you, if your business is reliant on podcasting, what happens if like podcasting disappears someday? What would right. you do? Right. So it's figuring out what's the core of what actually matters and what you're offering because that core is something that you can tie to a cause. Hmm. Okay. I got that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to think through now, like what, what are, what are the things that I can tie back to my business so I can have that, that third, third element? I guess I have to think about it a little yeah. bit more. To, to so, I mean, what it, so is it like, so why do, like, what is the, is it connecting with people? Is it, in, is it educational? Is it like, what is it for you? Well, I mean, to me, I think it's, it's like, I, I guess really it's, you know, me projecting kind of my own issues that I've had when I first got it, start, got started and, and just the love for, uh, the location freedom, the financial freedom, mm. having, you know, calling your own shots and that sort of thing. Um, I guess when I think of it from that perspective, it doesn't, it, it, you know, it, 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 in my mind at least doesn't seem like this global thing. When I think about a global problem, I think like, okay, I got to find a way to, you know, cure AIDS with my business or something yeah. like that. And like, how do I tie it? You know, I don't know. Other than like being like, I'm going to give 10% of every, you know, sale to, you know, an AIDS charity or something. Um, so that's yeah, what I'm just so trying to what figure if you out. Go back to that freedom idea though. And if you're fiercely committed, like if you had a story of someone you knew, whether it was a parent or an aunt or an uncle or a friend or whatever of someone who was literally shackled to their business, like if your real motivation is having that, the freedom so that you can spend time with your kids and you want to help other people to be able to literally work from anywhere because you so firmly believe that we should be able to create our own schedules and be able to, to live here to be able to like love life rather than feeling like we're working life every minute. Mm -hmm. hmm. And there could be charities or something that go along with that, but really your cause is like helping other people to recognize that they are in control of their schedule in their life. Right, right. Okay, I like that. I like that. That's good, yeah. yo. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Molly, I'm really, I'm really happy to have you on the show. Uh, you know, you're, you're great to talk with. You have a great perspective. I love the focus on positivity because I definitely believe the world needs much more of that. Uh, yeah. and the great energy that you have. So I, I know that you're uh, one of the reasons why you're super successful is because uh, I'm, I'm sure you bring joy to everyone that you're, you come in contact with. Um, so with Thank that and, and, and trying to like expand more of this, I want to know how can the baller circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business and these great services that you provide. Yeah, I would love that. So the number one place is over on my Facebook business page and um, I'm doing videos there. I'm also doing loads of videos for Be Live TV. Right now I do a weekly show for them. So it's like you can always show up and have a conversation with me um, every Wednesday at Be Live TV and over on my business page. I'm popping up there a lot also. And I have some free gifties for everybody as well if they'd like that. So that you can jump right in and start making more of these shifts for yourself. And the link to go to for this is the prepared performer dot com slash baller and you'll actually be able to see this really cool messenger landing page so when you come to this link it'll say ready to be known as the authority in your space and then you're going to click a little blue button and when you click that little blue button you'll hear a little bring and it will send you a message right within messenger and in that message 
you will get access to my upcoming live video masterclass, which I deliver live. And there's all sorts of killer strategies for you to put into action right away. Um, also, my free Facebook community. Are you in there, Michael? I don't know if you are. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I think I, 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 I thought I was. You might be. I can't remember. But I did something really scary in there today. So if you want to go look, it turned out pretty great, if I do say so. But I was freaked out when I did it. So I sang a song. It was like scary for me to sing <laughs> <laughs> my Facebook group. There's all kinds of crazy fun things and loads. There's like hundreds of tutorials in there also. And, um, and then I'm also going to send you this really awesome bot case study. So I used messenger bots to get one of my videos past a reach of 1 million people, which wow. is crazy. Nice. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'll send you all of that if you go to thepreparedperformer.com slash baller. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Molly, yeah. thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, yeah, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thanks for being awesome and joining us on another episode of the Internet Ballers podcast. Be sure to listen next week where I'll be sharing another story of yet another inspiring internet baller. In the meantime, you can check out the blog post for this episode as well as listen to other episodes of the Internet Ballers podcast at www.internetballers.com. Again, I'm Michael Pasha and happy marketing. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Through our guest stories, you will learn the path to go from struggling entrepreneur to internet baller. We'll see you on the next episode.